0: You're listening to Season 3, Episode 1 of the Breathe Like a Badass podcast. This episode is going out at the beginning of 2020. In this experimental live episode, I'm looking at four mindful ways that you can beat New Year overwhelm, and frankly, overwhelm at just about any time of year. Hello, you are listening to Breathe Like a Badass, the podcast for ambitious, creative women who know That anxious, overwhelmed and full of self-doubt is absolutely no way to live. I'm Hannah and I teach personalised and down-to-earth meditation as a tool to help you overcome anxiety and overwhelm, stop overthinking in its tracks and finally get you the calm, clarity and confidence you need to live your most fulfilled one wild life. This podcast is intended to be your trusty companion as you head outside of your comfort zone. And every week I speak to badass women and men who are out there taking bold, creative, and concrete steps towards their goals and dreams and living the mindful, contented, and fulfilled life that we really do all truly deserve. This week's podcast is brought to you by my free quiz, which asks the question, what is really keeping you stuck and how can you break free? It is totally free and in return you will get a personalised profile sent directly to your inbox plus a free 3-day video course on exactly what you need to break through to a life that feels truly good. Head over to breathelikeabadass.com forward slash quiz to take it now and also if you're listening to this episode on your phone I would absolutely love to know and I'd love to say hi and thank you in person so please do take a screenshot of the episode and post it on Instagram tagging me at breathe like a badass send me a dm or you can always send me an email as well at hannah at breathe like a you would also make my absolute day slash week slash year if you went to wherever you're listening to this podcast now and leave a review especially on apple podcasts because those reviews show up well and they help spread the word to everyone else who could use a little bit of support on their journey because no one deserves to live life anxious, overwhelmed, and feeling not good enough. Believe me, I've been there and I truly do know. That is where this podcast and my brilliant guests come in. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get on with this week's show. Hello, thanks so much for listening to this experimental live episode. Now, You might be able to hear, if you've listened to any of my other episodes, that the sound quality for this episode is not as good. I've had problems with my microphone, firstly, but secondly, the reason why this is a new experimental live episode, and I'm putting quote marks around the live, is because I'm just experimenting with a bit of a new format. I've decided that it's really great to go live on Instagram. I'm going to be going live on Instagram at least for the next couple of weeks or so. And I thought, why only talk about this stuff on Instagram? Why not talk about it on the podcast as well? So the audio that you'll hear from the main part of the episode is audio from my Instagram live. So that's why sometimes the audio is not as good as I would usually want to give to you guys. And you may have come to expect from my previous episodes. That's also why I sometimes talk about people watching and I maybe make mention of people commenting a couple of times in the episode. It's because this was also an Instagram live. If you are on Instagram and you want to come over and actually watch the lives, so you don't always just have to listen to the audio on the podcast, then please do come on over and follow me. As you guys know, I'm at breathe like a badass all one word I'd love to see you there and if you come and join me live you can answer the questions that I ask and also you can ask your own questions if you have anything to say any criticisms feedback or comments very welcome on the actual live episodes so that would be wonderful if you wanted to come and do that and I'll see you there on my next video this episode well really the clue is in the title it's four mindful ways to beat new year overwhelm as you can see this episode is originally going out in january 2020 and whether you're listening to this episode at the beginning of the year live as it's going out or you're discovering it months or years later it doesn't really matter because as i explain at the beginning of the episode overwhelm is such a common problem not only for my clients and the women that i coach but also for me As I explain as well, everything that I deal with in this podcast is an issue that I myself have had or am continuing to have just as a normal human, just struggling through life, trying to live as mindfully and as happily as possible. Overwhelm is something that comes up again and again and again. It's also linked to fear. It's linked to us staying in our comfort zone. It's linked to whenever we want to do something that is new, different, experimental in our lives we come up against overwhelm. As soon as we step outside of our comfort zone, we're not comfortable anymore and that leads to overwhelm. This episode really does go through my four mindful tips on how to break down your goals and start the year or indeed start any new project or any big goal or anything that you want to do in your life and how to break it down and make it feel manageable so that you're not stuck in your tracks by overwhelm and you can actually move forward to get stuff done and feel happier, which is why we're all here. Yay. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know if the sound quality is so bad that you can't even listen to it or if you haven't noticed. Let me know if you like this kind of episode, because obviously it's a bit more of a solo episode than I normally do. Interviews will be returning. I have got a few fantastic guests lined up for the next few months, but I am going to try and do many more regular solo episodes going forward. So let me know what you think. And just very quickly, if you are listening to this as it goes out live, Happy New Year. I hope you had a wonderful holiday break and you're raring to go for 2020. That's it for this super long intro, thanks for your understanding, now on to the main show. This is just a quick live, it's a bit of an experiment, I haven't been live on this account for ages and I really just wanted to address something that comes up a lot this time of year and it is basically four ways to deal with new year overwhelm. Before we get started I do want to say though that this is an issue that affects so many people all year, like all the time, Uh, yes, it can really come up hugely at this time of year, because everybody's setting new goals, and new resolutions, and uh, everybody is, uh, yeah, like, basically uh, saying, what am I going to do, how am I going to make this a new year, new decade, new me, Uh, etc, and yeah, but if you are the kind of person that follows me, and you know what I'm about, I'm a meditation teacher, but I basically help Women who feel overwhelmed, anxious, stressed, but who've got big dreams. Women who are ambitious and who maybe want to do something new with their lives. Maybe they want to quit their job. They want to go traveling. They want to do something huge like write a book. That's what I specialize in. So the women that I help and the women that I work with often are going outside of their comfort zone. And that's really the thing that brings them all together. It's that a lot of us in our community are trying something new. We're doing something that we haven't done before. We are testing ourselves. We are going outside of our comfort zone and we are pushing ourselves to do something that actually we haven't done before or that we don't know how to do yet. So overwhelm, basically, long story short, is a near constant in our lives. I speak always from my own experience. Everything that I teach, I teach it because I have had that experience everything that I talk about is because I have at some point been there so when I talk about overwhelm at this time of year but at all times of year it's because the women that I speak to and the women that I that I coach and myself have been through this kind of thing because we're putting ourselves out there we're stepping outside of our comfort zones always trying to do something that when we don't know how to do yet. So for me, for example, I quit my job four years ago. I set up my own business. Uh, I've traveled around the world in Asia by myself, uh, which obviously I'd never done before. Um, so there's so many things that so many of us are trying to do. Write a book, run a marathon, quit our jobs, set up our own business. These are not easy things, and every time we try something new, we're putting ourselves out of our comfort zone. And every time we do that, the clues in the title, we aren't comfortable anymore. We're out of our comfort zone. So by definition, it's really easy for us then to get overwhelmed, anxious, doubt ourselves. And that's basically what I specialize in. So I thought that it would be great just to put that out there, because overwhelm isn't something that only happens at this time of year. However it is a major thing that comes up in the new year. It is a major thing that can really hit us hard because we are ambitious, because we are trying to put new things out into the world to go outside of our comfort zone. So just to get straight into it, after that little disclaimer there, the first thing that I would say is always think of your goals in the smallest possible way. And this sounds very obvious, but As you'll know from following me and if you see the kinds of things that I talk about, everything that I teach is based on meditation principles and mindfulness principles. So I always encourage people to meditate. But even if you don't have a meditation practice, what I would say is it really teaches us to be in the moment. And that's not just a kind of cheesy cliche. It actually helps us to realize that all that we have is the here and now. And that means that even if we're overwhelmed by a gigantic goal, even if we're trying to climb a really steep mountain, if we just focus on the present moment, if we just focus on putting one foot in front of the other on that path up the mountain, then it's going to feel much more manageable. And I know that that can sound kind of cliche, but for me, this really, really helps me in my everyday life. I've got huge goals. I've got a, I'm have got. launching my course this year, this, this month, ideally. Uh, I want to write a book. Um, I want to lose quite a bit of weight this year because I haven't been feeling that healthy. So whatever it is that your goals are, it doesn't really matter what my goals are. It's about your goals. And it's about recognizing that if we think about it in one massive block, it's going to be way too overwhelming. If we start the year thinking that we've got to make this year the best year ever, if we've got to right all of the wrongs from last year, if we've got to finish everything that we didn't get round to last year, suddenly you can see how that gets super, super overwhelming and it's crazy. Instead, what really helps me is realising that we really do only have the here and now. And that means that we can only do what we can do right now. And that our goals are achieved not in huge lofty ambitions, not in plastering the walls with vision boards and and, and fantastic images of what we want in our life, although that can be helpful. But actually, it's about breaking things down to the tiniest, most manageable pieces, because real change is made in our everyday habits. Real change is made in those tiny moments where we continue to make a better choice over and over again. There are loads of sayings about this. You know, how do you eat an elephant? Well, you eat it one bite at a time. And that's really what I'm saying. But I'm going even further than that to say that, yes, we only eat an elephant one bite at a time. But also, how can we use that principle of mindfulness? How can we use that principle of being in the moment and in the present? And how can we apply that to really all we have is now? All we have is this present moment right here. So what can we do right, right now? What can we do to bring ourselves back, reel ourselves in from that sense of panic and overwhelm and feeling anxious and not good enough, and how can we think, right, all I have is now. All I have is what I can do in this moment. And that, for me, can often be enough to bring me back from the brink of overwhelm, because the problem with overwhelm is that it leads to what we know as analysis paralysis, right? I don't know if you guys have heard that before, analysis paralysis, and we get so caught in overthinking and overwhelm that basically we don't do anything and that's almost worse because it means that we're sitting there stewing overwhelmed panicking we've got so many things that we want to do in our in our life and we've got so many things on our to-do list it can just be impossible it can just feel like we've got so many so many things that we could do so many paths we could take that we just say stay stuck and that's really somewhere that I've been and something that I, I relate to so much. And like I say, everything I say is from my own experience. If you suffer from severe anxiety, it's so tough to even make long-term plans because it you become overwhelmed before you've even begun. So something that helps me, and this is really the first point, is if we think about our goals in not only small manageable chunks, but also in real day-to-day daily actions that we can take. So, for example, to use my example of wanting to get more healthy this year. Yeah, it sounds great. Lose this much weight, run this many miles, eat this many calories per day, or whatever it is. It's just an example. Like, doesn't matter. But I have to think about that in terms of what can I do right now? What daily choices can I make? What daily shifts in habits can I make? Because, like I say... Even if we want to run a marathon, you have to do it step by step. There's no other way. All you have is now. And you can apply that to literally everything in your life. So that would really be my first tip. And that's something that the meditation teaches us because all we have is now. All we have is the breath going in and out or what we're focusing on, our body. And that is, is such an important lesson. And like I say, that really can bring you back from the brink of overwhelm and show you that all you have is now. And that's enough because, like I say, if you want to climb a mountain, if you want to run a marathon, all you can do is focus on the path in front of you. All you can do is take that next step. And that's obviously a metaphor, but, you know, it works for everything. So that would be my first thing. Um, There's a really gorgeous uh, image that really inspired me, particularly this week, in that point, which is, uh, I don't know if you guys know Charlie Mackesy. I think his name is Charlie Mackesy. He wrote this gorgeous book called... um, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. It's a really beautiful, like, illustrated book. Super, super popular. Uh, Like, sleeper hit. Like, it came out ages ago, and now it's, like, everywhere. And uh, there's a beautiful image in that book that speaks to this point, and it says, I'm a bit scared about the new year, said the boy. And the horse said, Well, it's normal to be scared, but really we only have the here and now. So even if it feels like this huge, overwhelming mountain that you're trying to climb, If you just focus on the here and the now, then ultimately that's all you have and that's good enough. That's all you can do. So that's it. And that for me just feels really grounding and and feels really kind of takes the sting out of the overwhelm. Uh, So that's the first point. The second point is I would encourage you guys to choose a word for 2020. Have you chosen a word for 2020 yet? Uh, I have. Uh, My word for this year is fearless. And part of that is that it doesn't mean that I'm not actually going to be feeling afraid of setting myself new challenges and achieving new goals, such as going live on Instagram or whatever it may be, uh, writing a new book or uh, putting my course out there into the world. Um, These are things that scare me. I'm not fearless, but what I would say is setting yourself a word of the year is a way of setting your intention for the year. That is important because often when we're trying to achieve big goals, we don't actually know exactly how we're going to do them. We haven't got a plan yet, or maybe we struggle to make detailed plans. And we're, like me, kind of more the kind of person who figures it out as we go along. And if you're that kind of person or if you've got such a big goal that you don't even really know how all the pieces are going to fit together yet, It can feel super scary to be like, well, how am I even going to start when I don't know exactly where I'm going? So for me, a way to deal with this and a way to deal with the overwhelm that that can bring is to set a word for 2020. So like I say, for me, it's fearless because it's showing me that even if I don't know exactly what the individual steps are going to be for this year or for this goal, I can align myself to what it feels like to be fearless. What does that mean for me? So for me, fearless means doing something even if I feel afraid. It means looking for the reasons why something's going to work rather than all the reasons why it might not work. It means deciding on something and following through. My previous words in previous years have been abundance. So that for me was about joy and about uh, feeling great and really aligning myself to what it feels like to be abundant and to be overflowing and to, to focus on that sense of joy. In other years, it's been confidence, which is pretty self-explanatory, but yeah, just just feeling into what, what that word really means. So for you, it could literally be anything. I've had people say that it's balance. I've had people say that it's relaxation. It doesn't have to be like a big sort of like pushing yourself scary word. It can literally be something that for you is gonna help you align yourself to how you want to feel this year and what's important to you and what you want to do even if you're not exactly 100% certain of all of the steps. And again, that for me is a really mindful thing because it helps me to remember that so much of what we do in life is about how it feels in our body. Sometimes when we're overwhelmed, we need to get out of our heads. So many of us are always in our heads. We're always thinking, we're always trying to reason our way out of something. We're always trying to think, well, if I just think harder, or if I just plan more, or if I just set, Better goals or set my schedule up in a better way, or if I I just find a new productivity hack, then I'll be sorted. And you know, sometimes that's not the issue. Sometimes we're really organized. Sometimes we've thought about something so much. Sometimes we're so hard on ourselves, and it still doesn't seem to be shifting. And a really great way that meditation helps us with this is that it brings us out of our head, takes us out of our overthinking, tight mind, and brings us into our body. And it can really set our feeling physically. So, for example, with meditation, you would focus on your breath, yes, but you might also do a body scan. So that's a really great example of how meditation could help us get out of our head. There's a lot of other techniques as well, which I look at in my courses. But those are some really obvious ones. Um, because sometimes, like the saying goes, I'm going to paraphrase it, but like the saying goes, you know, you can't think yourself out of a problem that you thought yourself into. Like it's 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 not going to work so sometimes what we need to do is step back and really just give ourselves space and stop thinking so hard about something and the word of the year helps me to do that it helps you to align yourself with how it feels so I would recommend choosing a word of the year that really hits you emotionally so for me fearless you know it makes me feel like I'm doing something I'm sitting up straight I know what I'm doing even if Maybe I'm not exactly sure of how all the bits fit together yet. Uh, so, yeah, that would be my second point. Choose a word of the year. So we've done, one, break your goals down into the here and now, into really daily habits. And number two, choose a word of the year. Number three really tails on from the word of the year. And that's think of your goals in terms of what makes you excited. Think of your goals in terms of what really fires you up when you think about them. Because often we think about goals and wellness, especially if we're trying to be healthy at this time of year, we think about them in terms of being deprived of something. We think about them in terms of giving up something. So if I'm trying to be healthy, I think about oh, I'm giving up chocolate or I'm giving up all my favorite food or whatever. And that is okay for a bit, but then it can just start to feel boring. Like it can start to feel hard. And You're always going to have more success with big goals in the year or whenever it may be if you really focus on what feels good. Don't focus on the deprivation. Don't frame it in terms of something that you're taking away from yourself. Focus on it in terms of what you're going towards. So if I think I'm giving up chocolate, okay, yeah, maybe. But that sounds a bit rubbish, doesn't it? Like, who? Like that sounds crap. Nobody wants that actually, let me think about it more in terms of, yeah, but I'll feel more energetic, or yeah, but I'll be able to run faster, and that'll feel amazing, or yeah, but if I get healthier, actually, you know, I'll be able to enjoy my food more, because I won't have the guilt that comes along with with eating too much, or whatever it is. Um, Meditation, as well, can often feel like something that you know you should do, but oh, you don't want to, it's boring, or like you don't have time, or you know you should do it, but you know, it just becomes another thing that you beat yourself up about, right? And with good habits like meditation, like eating healthily, actually, (laughs) the way that it helps to, to make it more applicable in your life so that you stick to it is to think, well, what am I actually gaining? So with meditation, yeah, okay, maybe it feels kind of dull, kind of boring right at the beginning. But what if actually you looked at it in terms of gaining time for yourself or gaining more peace or gaining just a bit of space in your day to take five minutes out from everything else that you've got to do? What if you just looked at it as, you know, taking five minutes just to sit on the sofa and have a bit of a rest, you know, even if you're not too sure about the meditation itself or even if you're finding that it's harder than you thought, what can you use to make yourself excited about your goal? How can you choose goals that are going to help you feel fired up, that are going to help you feel like you're excited to get them done? rather than framing them or choosing goals that you know are going to weigh you down. Because if you feel weighed down, if you feel bored, if your goals are not something that you really want to do, but you feel like you should do them, then that's going to lead to more overwhelm because you're going to be thinking, well, I don't even want to do this, or, or I don't even like this, or, oh God, I've got to do that thing again that I've told myself I was going to do, and it just feels heavy. And if something feels heavy, you're not going to do it because it's going to get heavier the longer that you try so that would be my third tip try to frame your goals in a way that makes you feel excited whether that's focusing on what you're gaining rather than what you're losing or just choose goals that feel great or make sure that for every one habit that's kind of oh i should do this i know like i should go for a run make sure that after your run you've got something to look forward to that makes you feel light maybe a really gorgeous shower with really Lovely body wash or maybe a treat that you wouldn't have had if you hadn't have gone for the run or maybe you're going to give yourself 20 minutes tonight to read a really great fiction book but only if you go for the run so these are kind of goals that are that are that are meaningful to us but they can feel exciting so for me for example this year yes I've got healthy eating goals and running goals and business goals but you know what I've also got a goal to paint more I've also got a goal to to learn how to play the piano more. And those are really creative. Those feel really good and exciting to me. So even though playing the piano is not exactly easy because I, I haven't done it before, I'm gonna have to learn, that that feels exciting to me. That makes me want to get up and try. And because I've got a goal that I'm excited about, that makes it easier for me to kind of do my other goals that are maybe less exciting or that are maybe a bit more heavy or a bit more boring. So it's balancing it out, basically. And that would be my third thing, combat overwhelm by choosing something that feels exciting, by realizing that you actually can do something that feels exciting. New Year's resolutions, goals throughout the year don't always have to be things that make us feel heavy or make us feel dragged down or that are boring. You can frame them in ways that actually you wanna do. You wanna get up and do them because they're exciting. And that's really the key to. keeping and going and staying consistent so that's the third tip um the fourth one and this is huge guys this is huge and I've left this till last because the people that have stayed to watch until the end deserve to hear this and that is you are good enough just as you are and making new year's resolutions or making new habits or setting yourself new goals isn't about beating yourself up For what you didn't achieve last year. Or for what you haven't achieved yet. And I think that's so important. And that's something that meditation teaches us. It teaches us that we are worthy. And that we have inherent value. Just for being us. Just for being human. Just for being human beings. That are trying. That are showing up. I mean the fact that you're even here. And that you're even thinking about setting 2020 goals. Just proves that you are a human being that is trying. And that's already so important. And it's so easy in today's society to, to forget that because we're always on to the next thing. We're always thinking about our achievements in terms of how much we've got done and it, how, how great, sorry, it looks from the outside. I mean, I even say, I will say this, even our downtime actually can be, seen in terms of, you know, how much we're achieving, you know, we don't just turn on Netflix and watch whatever's there, we watch the thing to watch, or we read the book that won that prize, or we read top 10 best books to read of the year, and we even feel like it's an accomplishment in our leisure time, <laughs> to be like, oh yeah, I'm ticking ticking that off the list, ticking that off the list, and it's like, why do we always feel like we have to be improving ourselves, but in a way that is actually feeling quite damaging. In a way that sort of makes out like who we were before wasn't really good enough. And that would be really my final tip to combat New Year overwhelm. Come at your goals, come at your sense of self. Wake up every day practicing telling yourself that you are enough anyway even just as you are. Um, My meditation uh, teacher, Lodro Rinsler, has a really great post on this. If you go over to his account, he's just Lodro Rinsler. He's he's my meditation teacher, but he's a fantastic meditation teacher in New York as well. Um, And he has a really great post on this, uh, all about basically, you know, it's not New Year, New You. It's New Year, Same You, because who you are now is good enough and another meditation teacher who I love, Liza Kindred, she's also on Instagram, Liza Kindred, uh, she has this fantastic phrase, and she says, you are complete, you're just not finished, and I use those examples because it's just a great way of summarizing this point, you are complete, but you're not finished, so you're complete just as you are, you're whole, you're good enough, just for being human, and that can feel really hard to remember when today's capitalist society and you're constantly being told that you need to be better at this and do more and achieve more and even in your leisure time and it can really feel you know so constant that we almost don't even realize it's there because it's just that's the world we live in do more be more answer more emails be online more be more connected uh, read more achieve more write more blah, blah, blah. and and it can feel like a really difficult trap to get out of once we once we're in it And like I say, sometimes it's so pernicious that we don't even realize that's what's going on. This idea that you can be happy with who you are now, as well as want more for your life, is absolutely life-changing. Because that's a key paradox that is within meditation. It is this idea that you can accept who you are without resigning yourself to it. You can accept who you are. You can be happy with who you are. You can give yourself love. Remember that you're worth loving and that you're worth everything, taking up space. You're worth putting the time in, really, because that's the thing. If we set goals and they're going to take time to do, you know, running, healthy eating, etc., working on our business, whatever it may be, planning to quit our job, that kind of thing. That is actually, if you think about it, an act of love towards ourselves. So a way of dealing with overwhelm is actually just to say, hey, this goal is not about my I'm not saying that if I achieve this, I am good enough, because I'm good enough anyway. So even if I don't achieve this goal, it's okay, because I'm good enough anyway. And if you go from that place of being good enough anyway, it's going to feel a lot easier to try. It's going to feel a lot easier to experiment. It's going to feel a lot easier to take that first step up the mountain, because you're not making the idea of whether you reach the summit or not about who you are as a person. You're not saying, well, I'm only good enough if I reach the summit, you know, and if I don't, then I don't know what I'll do. Or if I don't achieve this, then I'm a failure as a human. It can be so tempting to make that true, to say that that's what we're going to do. You know, we, we often this world rewards people that are like that. Oh, you know, all or nothing. Go to failure. Make this so important in your life that you'll stop at nothing to make it true. You know, that, that all sounds amazing. But actually, if we're the kind of person that suffers with anxiety and overthinking, that kind of all-or-nothing mindset about ourselves, about our worth, can be utterly overwhelming, totally, totally leading us into analysis paralysis, where we just feel like we are putting so much pressure on ourselves that we don't even know. We can't even move. We don't even know what to choose because there's so many options. Or we feel so weighed down by the pressure that we're putting on ourselves that we just feel so heavy that we just can't move. And that can, that can manifest itself in so many ways. You know, maybe we set aside time to work on something and then we just not, never get around to it because it feels just so heavy to even start. Or we say that we're going to do something and we persistently fail. We persistently don't do it because actually if we dig a bit deeper, we're actually making it part of our self-worth. We're actually saying that we can't try this because what if we try And then what if we fail? And then if we fail, we are a failure rather than the fact that we just didn't reach that goal at that time. But we still have inherent worth underneath. And meditation, continued consistent meditation, shows us that because it's just something that we do consistently. So whatever we're feeling, even if we're having a terrible day or a great day, or uh, we're feeling emotional today, or happy, or sad, we sit and we meditate. And it's that level of constancy and consistency that is so powerful. Because it shows us that no matter what, we are worthy. No matter what, we are here. No matter what, we're in our bodies and we are safe. And even if we don't achieve a certain goal, it's okay. Because we're not making it about our worth as a human. Um, So yeah, that would be my fourth point. Remember that you are good enough as you are, just for being human. And if you're finding that a goal is particularly overwhelming, or you're feeling overwhelmed by everything that you want to get done, or everything you said you were going to do in the new year, or whenever you're doing it, Just have a little check in with yourself to make sure that you're not putting so much pressure on yourself, that you're not attaching that goal or that task to who you are as a person, to your self-worth, because sometimes we do it without even noticing, without even realising that that's what we're doing. Uh, So that would be my fourth tip. So just to summarise, we've got number one breaking our goals down into small manageable daily habits and realizing that the current moment is all we have so that's where you want to start take your huge overwhelming scary goal and break bring it down to the tiniest possible thing that you can do right now today and then just keep doing that and as long as you don't give up you won't you won't fail as long as you don't give up as long as you keep doing those tiny moments that's it that's all we have life is is but a series of tiny moments Um, The second thing is um, choose a word for 2020. Choose a word that's going to make you feel into what it is that you're trying to achieve. So even if you don't know exactly how you're going to do it yet, you you have a word you can fall back on. As I said, my word for 2020 is fearless. So for me, that makes me feel fired up and kind of like I'm going to do it anyway, even if it's not perfect. That's important. The third one is focus on the excitement. Choose something fun. Make your goals fun. Reframe even your most boring mundane goals into something that actually is going to give you something. It's going to make you feel excited. That would be my third tip. And my fourth mindful way of overcoming overwhelm at this time of year is remember that striving for something, remember that setting a goal is not about you as a human. It's not about your self-worth. You have self-worth. You have inherent self-worth no matter what, and you are good enough, and you are worth loving, and being loved, and you are worth everything that you want, and you have permission to take up space, to do what it is you want to do, even if you don't really believe that right now, you do, that was my biggest takeaway from 2019, I spoke with a lot of mindfulness coaches, I spoke to a lot of people about self-worth on my podcast, and it really started to sink in, that even though I don't believe it sometimes, actually I I have self-worth. And actually I deserve to be nice to myself, even if I feel like I'm failing in certain ways or certain areas of my life. Like I'm allowed to be nice to myself. You're allowed to be nice to yourself. I know. (laughs) It feels crazy. It feels totally revolutionary. You know, you don't have to approach your goals with a kind of school teacher, you know... (laughs) whipping yourself sort of attitude, you don't have to be a harsh coach to yourself, you're actually going to catch more bees with honey, you're actually going to get more done if you're kind to yourself, if you realise that you have worth anyway, regardless of what you do or do not achieve, and that for me is like, that for me was the biggest takeaway from 2019, and I'm taking that into 2020, absolutely. So that would be my fourth thing. Remember to not attach your goals to your self-worth as a human. And if you don't achieve your goals, if you fail in some of your goals, or you don't stick to your plan, or you fall off the wagon one day, it's fine. Because you're still fine underneath. You're still good underneath. So just pick yourself back up again. Give yourself credit for being human. Give yourself credit for being flawed. For trying carry on keep going and like I said earlier as as long as you don't give up then you haven't failed have you because you're still going you're still trying so that would be my fourth tip so yeah that was uh, a live guys that I haven't I haven't done a live for a long time Uh, let me know if any of this was helpful let me know what the biggest tip was that you're going to take away from this and let me know what your word of the year is if you've got one and how it makes you feel what your big goal for 2020 is. I'd love to know. I'd love to know what you guys are up to and how you're dealing with this time of year that can, like I've said, be super overwhelming. So yeah, just just get in touch with me. Drop me a DM on Instagram or email me, hannah at com. My DMs are open. Uh, if we follow each other, you can DM me. Um, let me know. I'd love to help. I'd love to help you get connected. To how your goals make you feel, your word of the year, your feeling of the year, your goals of the year, and how you're dealing with this time that can actually be quite difficult if you're an anxious, overthinking, overwhelmed kind of person like me. Um, so, yeah, that's me, guys. Um, oh, I've got somebody's biggest tip was the fourth one. My word for the year is simplify. Amazing. Yes, I love that. I considered doing simplify as well, actually. I did. My word of the year is enough. Ugh you guys, you guys have got this, this is great, I love that, enough, simplify, thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, um, I know you're all busy, got loads of other places to be, people to see, goals to be getting on with, um, but yeah, thank you so, so much, as I say, DMs are always open, let me know if I can be of any help in talking more about this stuff, helping you through this stuff, um, because yeah, as I say, everything I say is from my own experience. I have been there. <laughs> Obviously, as recently as this morning, I was thinking about overwhelm and, and how I've got loads of 2020 goals. and you know, That's kind of why I've done this live at this time of year. Absolutely. So, yeah, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to stop talking because I can ramble on for a long time. Um, but, yeah, so, um, yeah, thanks so much for being here. It's been amazing. And uh, yeah, like I say, just let me know what your, what your word of the year is and how you're getting on. And uh, yeah, um, I also wanted to say, just before I do actually say goodbye, um, if you're feeling stuck, if you don't even know where to start with any of this, then I actually got a really great quiz that I always forget to tell people about. And it's totally free to take. It's breathelikeabadass.com forward slash quiz, or it's on my Instagram profile. Um, really easy to go and it's free I think it's 10 super simple fun questions that will help you figure out what's really keeping you stuck and that can be a fantastic thing to do at the beginning of the year you know figure out what it is that's keeping you stuck and then obviously I then give you tips on mindful ways to move forward and how to get unstuck so that you can break free and actually start working towards your goals rather than just staying stuck so yeah head on over to breathelikeabadass.com forward slash quiz and take the free quiz, totally free, and you'll get results that are tailored to you and a full report tailored to you all about how to get unstuck, basically, and start taking mindful steps towards getting unstuck and start taking real action towards your goals. Because that's so great, you know, we talk about goals at this time of year, That's what's so fantastic when we actually realise that daily, repeated action, small, small steps are what actually do get stuff done and what actually do bring us closer to our goals and who we want to be. So I'm going to love you and leave you. Thank you so much for watching. Always drop me a DM, drop me a comment, let me know, send me an email. I would love to know what your biggest takeaway from this live was and also what your word of the year is and how it makes you feel, guys. It's all about how it makes you feel. So, yeah love you and leave you have a fantastic friday and a wonderful weekend and i'll see you really really soon bye, bye, bye. that's it for this week thank you so much for listening you are a rock star i would love to hear what you thought about this episode come and join the conversation over at breathe like a badass on instagram let me know that you've left a review for the podcast let me know that you've listened let me know your big takeaways or anything that really stood out to you or made sense I appreciate every single one of you and it is amazing that you've taken precious time out of your day to listen to this. So I would just absolutely love to see you there and just say thanks to you over DM or over email. Thank you so, so much. Another way for me to say thank you is through my free quiz, which asks you the question, what's really keeping you stuck and how can you break free? If you head on over to breathelikeabadass.com forward slash quiz. That will give you access to your personalized results and it will also allow me to send you your free three-day course on exactly how to take super small but super effective steps towards the calm clarity self-belief and let's be honest courage that you need to build a fulfilled life that truly feels good that's what i'm here for that's my mission that's why i do what i do And that is what this podcast is here for. So thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure and I cannot wait to see you back here next week.